Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Wendy's. Welcome to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern with my co-host, Athletic Director at Muskego High School, Ryan McMillan. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? How's uh, how's the week been? Uh, the week has been uh, lots of fun, lots of learning, busy. Um, but it's, uh, it's new every day and, and we're surviving, survive in advance. Man, that's, that's the key. What, uh, you guys started school this week. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Man. So it's a whole different animal right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely the logistics of operating a school, uh, has definitely been modified and changed and it was learning for every person walking in that building and, uh, I give a lot of credit to our administrative team uh, as they um, worked through all the logistics and made last-minute adjustments right up to a really opening day bell, if you will, and uh, really our teaching staff as well and our support staff. I mean, everyone made quick modifications, and the communication was impeccable from our principal, and, and uh, we made it happen, so hopefully we can uh, keep going. Hey, let me run down to, uh, today's show. And uh, it's, it's a really good show. We got a uh, number of uh, from people, a di- number of guys from different areas throughout the state that uh, are involved in in high school football. Uh, we're going to start at 10:15 with Steve Jones, head football coach at Kimberly High School, and they they've they're playing in the spring, and we're going to talk to him about what that means. And and we've got a lot to talk to Steve about. If if you know 
um, of Steve Jones. He's one of the best high school football coaches the state of Wisconsin has to offer. And the servant leadership side of him is is something we're going to talk about as well. And I look forward to talking to Coach Jones at 1045 Pat Miles. He's from this area. He, he wears two hats. He's a referee, high school football referee, also does some college um, football refereeing as well. And he's a commissioner of the Southern Lakes Conference. We're going to talk to him for close to full two two segments. But 1110 Ray Hoffman from Colonel Electric is going to join us. And Ryan, you don't know this, but starting next week, we're going, to, we're going to have a new segment on this show called the Superhero of the Week. And what I want is for administrators, athletic directors, coaches um, to listen to that segment because it's not going to just be student athletes that we're going to highlight. We're going to ask administrators to, to, to get in contact with me or I'll contact them. And for, you know, a kid in their school that that is a superhero, somebody that you know, is in the band and spent the entire summer teaching kids um, at different camps how to play different instruments, uh, goes in and uh, and helps the elderly, things like that. So we're going to find superheroes of the week. And, and Ryan, I think it's important with everything that's going on in today's world that, that we highlight, promote, and celebrate some kids that are doing some really good things in our community. Absolutely. That uh, really what you described there is is kids living the servant leadership mission and uh, carrying it out into their community and, and making their their world a better place and their community and schools a better place. And that's uh, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Yeah. And, and, and Colonel Electric, who is a client of mine, um, they, their, their slogan is home of the superhero. And when I went to them and said, guys, I, I have this idea and it's not going to be that we're just going to promote, you know, the captain of the football team. I want to find somebody in the school. And every school's got them. Every school's got them. But nobody tells the story of the girl that plays the flute. And, and they don't know that she went on three missionary trips throughout the world to teach disabled kids how to play the flute. And that's the, those are the kids that I want to find in our community and want to highlight, promote. You know, them being our superhero of the week. So when you get a chance, Ray Hoffman from Colonel Electric will join us at 1110. At 1115, Rob Stoltz, head football coach at Greendale, will, will join us. And then 1130, Dick McMillan. He's a referee, but he's also the father of my co-host. And, I, man, I'd be a little nervous if I were you, Ryan, about that segment. Uh, no nerves here. It, uh my dad will tell it like it is, and however he says it is how it's going to be. So we're going to be good. That's that is awesome. I look. In fact, I kept that last segment open in case we want to carry him over a little bit. If he's got a couple of little, you know, more stories about Ryan McMillan as a high school or a grade school kid and all the trouble that he caused up in wanting. <laughs> so we'll find out about that. Hey, the changes. There's the changes going on almost on a daily basis as far as what teams are playing when and how and where they're going to play and teams that thought they're going to play in the fall and all of a sudden boom now they're moving to the spring because health department told them they couldn't play in the fall and then some other teams that said hey we're going to play in the spring and now have made that adjustment to to try to open up camp and, and play in the fall so it's been a pretty interesting week with all that oh absolutely it has there has been uh uh, folks bouncing all over the place. Um, you know, we heard, we heard. I don't know if it ever came true, but we heard um, City of Milwaukee was going to approve soccer and volleyball, but not tackle football. And it looks like some of that uh, came out and came to fruition. But then also approve 
the ability to play seven on seven or flag football, and I wasn't able to follow up and check on that, but uh, maybe Rob Stoltz and those guys might know more, uh, being a little closer to the city. But there, it's definitely been an ebb and flow, and, and just when you think you got it all nailed down and you got a nice solid plan, uh, people flip on you, and now you're searching for the next plan. And I think um, I think there'll be continual changes right up to you know opening day of the football season and in the fall here and. Um, people are working. There's no doubt about it. If you're, if you're getting off the ground, you're, uh, you're putting some time in right now to make it happen. You know, it'd be interesting to talk to Pat Miles again. He's the commissioner of the Southern Lakes Conference because we waited. You know, we waited for, for Badger. And, and, and you know, Coach Hensler, are they going to play? And, and they were the last one. And finally they made that decision on a 4-3 to three vote. And we had Coach Hensler on the last two weeks. And that's just happy as I've heard him last week. And I've heard him happy before because they've gone deep into the playoffs. And, but he was really happy that they made that decision. And we'll talk to Pat about that and also about what it's like for referees, including with your dad. I mean, you know, they're used to, to working right now. They're used to having that schedule and having games ready and, and wondering, you know, what they're doing now to, to keep busy and, and stay in shape and stuff like that. So we'll talk to those guys about that. Um, you know, it looks to me like the North Shore Conference, um, everybody is, is now in to play in the fall. I think Homestead was the last one to come over. Um, but at least on, on Wisports.net, on the, what I'm looking at on their spreadsheet, um, North Shore Conference is, is all intact. Southern Lakes Conference uh, in this area is all intact. Um, your conference is all intact. But a lot of them, like the Midwest Classic, you know, there's one school, Hope Christian, decided, no, we're not going to play. In the Metro Classic, one school, Brown Deer, said, hey, we're not going to play. I know that Wisconsin Lutheran uh, High School, I, I have uh, one of their freshman or JV coaches that lives in my neighborhood, and I was talking to him um, last night, and he said, look, we're all set to play. We're going to find games. And then the health department came to us and said, no, you're not playing. So we're going to have to move um, away and and so a team like Grafton, who is saying, "Hey, look, we're playing," and I know that he's uh, he's got a pretty decent schedule ahead of him, and not shying away from playing anybody, but they're definitely going to try to play in the fall. Yeah, there's no doubt, and the list continues as you keep going with uh, the Greater Metro. Um, they got five of their eight teams, I believe, and the Southeast Conference has five of their eight teams, and. It'll be interesting to see as yeah, some of these conferences have these these holes to fill if they team up and work together and you know maybe go like those last two conferences I just said maybe go a 10 team league and, and figure out a schedule to to help everybody out and, and work for parity and um, solidify some things that way as opposed to doing the I think we talked about it two weeks ago and the SEC was going to do a, a round robin and then reseed and do a kind of a playoff type conference tournament type thing at the last two weeks so we'll see how this whole thing shakes out there's no doubt there's a lot of uh moving pieces still and and the puzzle will be solved here shortly hey i got a ton of questions and comments about a comment that you made on last week's show and you said look i i just feel like there might be some schools that are doing this um for a reason that they might be able to compete a little bit better. And so I got some 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 pushback on that and some some yeah, he's 100% on the button with that. And then questions about, you know, do you guys know that for a fact? And I said, "No, I I I don't think 
that anybody put that down in writing saying, look, we're going to the spring because we can't compete in our conference in the fall. But I think it's pretty apparent that there might be some programs that are doing that. And it's interesting that it was one comment that you made in a two-hour show that I got a t- I got a lot of questions on. Yeah, and I don't think um, you know no one will ever come out and, and say that directly to each other. They will, uh, you know, work behind the scenes, and you don't ever want to admit that because I think there's a, a sense of pride and, and male bravado, I guess, in, in the sport of football in particular that goes into. Um, making a statement such as that. And every coach wants every kid to believe that they can compete and, and work to get there. But when it comes time to work behind the scenes with uh, administrators and coaches and logistics and, and and even those schools that have been fighting for conference realignment for themselves because they believe it's a better fit for years, like this isn't a, a just a snap decision. There's been there's some schools out there that have been fighting for years to try to get themselves realigned, right? And they haven't been able to make it happen. And, and some schools and, and places are looking at this as their opportunity to make that happen on their end, and then show that it can be okay. And then hopefully maybe that helps them in the future get to the the destination that they desire. Right. Yeah. And and you know you said it much better than I did when when I got those questions. Um, but I think that, that that's definitely correct. Hey, I'm a big fan of Dan Brunner's, by the way. I think Dan does a great job as the executive director for the WFCA. But I got to tell you, he was so off on these numbers. He told us that first week that he thought around 70% of schools would be playing in the fall. And it's 69.6. So he was off by like 0.4. And obviously, I'm being sarcastic. He was right on the button. When he said right around 70%, and it's at, it's just under 70% with 30%, uh, just a tick up, 30% playing in the spring. So he kind of had this thing locked in a number of weeks ago um, when all this came out where he thought everything would, would kind of play out. And he is right smack on the button. That's why he's a really good executive director for the WFCA. Um, hey, Ryan, last question for you. The coaches that we have on, like Coach Stoltz and, and Steve Jones, um, you know, you, when you were the head football coach at Oconomowoc, now everything that you have done for years this time of year, you've got to now try to figure out how to get that done to play a seven-week schedule um, in the spring. How difficult is that going to be for these guys? Well, there's going to be, it's probably going to be a logistical nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, The one thing in particular, like the two guys you listed are are smart, intelligent coaches and have a great staff and can start working on it right now because, you know, they know. I mean, that's the biggest piece is if you get time to plan and you know, I think, uh, I think it can be pretty easy, you know, as as long as you get that, that time buffer it, the tough part is when all of a sudden your season gets delayed a week before you're supposed to start, and now you're scrambling a little bit to figure out how you're going to fill the space, keep kids engaged, and, and do some of the things that people in the fall just had to do. So it, it, it will be tough. There, the spring is going to be tough. It, it's going to be – there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be un, unforeseen um, issues, you know, like frozen ground and – um, taking a snap from center when the hands are freezing and doing some of the other things that you don't necessarily deal with when you start your initial uh, curriculum and instruction uh, pieces that are a little bit more 
concrete for you and you can have a little bit more success right off the bat so it'll be uh there could be some frustration coming in the in the spring no doubt yeah i agree hey let's get to a break other side of the break uh, steve jones head football coach at kimberly high school will join us and again if you know him or if you don't know him he's just one of the best that our state has to offer and just a really good guy we'll talk to him on the other side of the break this is the varsity blitz high school football coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the Athletic Director at Muskego. Our guest for the next two segments, he is the head football coach at Kimberly. He is Steve Jones. Before we get to Steve, I just got to tell you, Coach Jones, that uh, you know this has been a really tough month for you. You know, the month of August, the last few weeks have been very difficult. And and want you to know that there's a number of of uh, players and coaches and, and people in this neck of the woods that are praying for you and your family on a daily basis um, to be able to heal through a very difficult time. So, Coach Jones, just want you to know that a lot of people thinking and praying for you down here in the uh, Milwaukee, southeast Wisconsin area. I don't know if you know how much that means to me, Mike. I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the support, and, and that's, I think, one of the great things about uh, high school sports and coaching is, is the relationships that you build and the connections that you make, and uh, yeah, so that just means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. It, uh, yeah, it's just been really, really difficult, and, and then, you know, to be able to, to, to maybe get away from, from some of that because it's high school football season – um, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse that you're not, you guys aren't playing right now, coach. I don't know where, where that would, would stand for you, but maybe, you know, maybe it is a good thing that you guys are going to be playing in the spring. Yeah. You know, I, I guess you can look at it both ways. Um, sometimes I think it's worse when, uh, when you don't have much going on and you have more time to think, uh, so yeah. sometimes uh, it's easier when, when you're busy. Um, but you know, again, you, you can't always control the, the cards you're dealt, just how you're going to play the hand. So um, we got dealt the cards we got dealt, and now we just got to, you know, try to make the best out of it. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, again, it's just, you know, it's hard right now for our players, obviously, and that's that's where, you know, your heart um, goes out to, to the players more than every, anything, is especially the seniors, is that, you know, they can't uh, be gearing up to start in practice uh, next week. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, and and. Just about the entire Fox Valley Association is going to be playing in the spring. The outlier, the one school that, in fact, we had the AD on last week from Kakana, said, look, we're, we're going to give this thing a shot and we'll, uh, we'll try to play in the fall. I see on, on, on the website that they have open uh, weeks. Uh, the second week right now is open and then fourth through sixth. So if you're, if you're a coach or a, an athletic director that's looking for a game, um, you might want to reach out to, to the athletic director, the coaching staff at Kakana, because they're looking for three coming up in, in the fall. Hey, Steve, we uh, you're going to be the first coach, I think, Ryan, that we've had on that they are definitely playing in the spring. And I'm wondering, what does that do for you and your staff? Are you just taking kind of the template that you would have had for the, for the fall 
and then moving it to the spring and then trying to figure out, you know, when, when can we practice? And if players are playing, you know, sports in the winter, when do we get them? Things like that. How difficult has this been for you guys? Yeah, it's been difficult. And, you know, I think it's difficult for everybody. Obviously everybody's dealing with a lot of variables right now, whether you're playing in the fall or, or trying to plan for the spring. Uh, it's, you know, it's like no, no other time. Uh, so, you know, I think right now, um, you know, we, we are going to try to keep things as normal as possible. Um, you know, we're blessed with great facilities, which I think is going to make things uh, maybe a little bit easier for us in the spring. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, you know, it, with all the different multiple sport athletes, you know, I think, gosh, 85, 90% of our kids are multi-sport athletes uh, on our football team. So, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to do that. And, and we've been meeting as an entire athletic department. Um, and I think, you know, the common message, common theme is, we need to do whatever we we can as coaches in our athletic department to make it work for these athletes. So, um, you know, this is going to be a good test for us as an athletic department to make sure that we're going to continue to do uh, what's best for our athletes and uh, be, be as flexible as we can in our planning and our preparation to allow our athletes to you know, be a multi-sport athlete, even with some overlap coming up this spring. Hey, Ryan, as the athletic director at Muskego, you must love to hear what Coach Jones just said. Look, we're meeting together as a staff trying to make sure that we do this and what's correct for these kids and, and how we do it. And, and I would think that, again, as an athletic director at a school like Muskego, that's pretty similar, I think, to Kimberly as far as, you know, multi-sport athletes and, and the passion that the kids in, in the building have for sports. Uh, you as an AD must love to hear Coach Jones say that. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, it's always refreshing to hear your head coaches be student-centered, student-focused, and and those guys that are, such as Coach Jones, are, are always going to make any uh, adversity into a positive and will educate young young human beings to be able to move forward and, and find the good and then also help to influence and lead others. and and keep some things moving forward but uh yeah it's refreshing and i know they're going to make the best of it and you know the one wonder i got for you coach is looking around the state and and you guys have a history and a tradition and a pedigree that can be put up against anybody in a community that that thrives off of, of football when your board made the decision was there any was there any kickback where people were calling and questioning maybe your athletic department's plan or is there anybody calling and asking to start their own club type stuff like we're starting to see out of lacrosse um was there any was there any of that that you've had to navigate and, and try to educate your community to support the board and support the school district's decision have you been put in that situation or has it been pretty much we're all moving forward together and we're okay you know, I think, you know, there, there was obviously some upset parents and community members and, and players. And um, so I'm sure that the board and, and our administration got some calls. Um, there hasn't been any talk about um, club, as you mentioned, like down in lacrosse that I'm aware of. Um, so, you know, I, I think, again, the initial reaction was a disappointment from a lot of people. And I think that's natural. Um but overall, I think, you know, I think our, our parents, I've had several phone call, you know, phone conversations with senior parents. And, um, and I think, you know, a lot of them are, are now coming to grips with it. And now our focus lies on, you know, how do we keep our kids engaged right now? 
Um, and really that's, that's kind of the key thing is how do we make sure that we're supporting our kids, um, you know, their, their mental and emotional health, how do we keep them engaged, how do we keep them moving. So, you know, we worked really hard. We're, we gave them this week off. Next week we're going to start. We're going we're gonna to train uh, over 300 athletes, both males and females, uh, with speed, strength, and agility, uh, both in the morning and after school. Um, and we're going to keep them engaged that way. And then, you know, there are some passing leagues that are starting to, to pop up in our area. Uh, some seven-on-seven stuff, and I think what's interesting about that is that that cannot be coach-driven at all. Um, so it's going to go back to some kind of old-school um, leadership, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of excited because it's got to be driven from our players. So they're going to have to, um, you know, get kids together. They're going to have to pool some money together. They're going to have to to make some phone calls. They're going to have to organize and plan. And uh, I'm excited to see our kids really step up in that leadership role because. That, that's why I think we're missing sometimes in leadership with our kids is so many adults are doing those things for them, and they miss those incidental leadership opportunities and opportunities for growth that maybe we had back in our day when we were getting, you know, games together in the neighborhood and we were knocking on doors and getting asking if kids can come out and play and we'd make up our own rules and we'd settle agreements. And I think this is going to be an, an awesome opportunity um, for those uh, kids to step up as leaders and, and really grow as leaders right now. So uh, no clubs, but there are some seven-on-seven leagues coming up, and, and that's the biggest thing I'm excited about is to see our kids step up as leaders. We are talking with Steve Jones, head football coach at Kimberly. Hey, Steve, last question before we get to a break, and we're going to hold you on if we can for, for one more segment. But last week we had Patrick Barron from Fastback Physical Therapy, and, and they are a partner and a sponsor of, of my youth sports show and my high school show. And, and he said, look, one of his fears in what he does for a living is we're going to ask kids to play you know, late into the spring to play in football and then if if everything goes back to normal, ask them to then come back in late July or early August to start again uh, for kids that are sophomores and juniors. And he said, you know, my fear is we're used to having a number of months off between between high school football. And now we're going to ask kids to just take a few months and then come back. Is that any fear? Is there is there any fear for you as the head football coach at Kimberly with that? Yeah, I think it's it's a definite concern, and again, something new that we've never had to work through before. Um, but you know, I, I think we're smart with our kids. Um, you know, we and, and Coach McMillan knows. Um, you know, things have changed so much about how we practice. It's not like it was 15, even 10 years ago, as far as how physical we are at practice. Um, and, and we're going to get seven games in the spring, and we've been blessed uh, for a number of years now of playing. 14 games, uh, you know, year after year after year, and now we're, yeah, you know, we're going to play seven. So, you know, that, that turnaround is, is definitely a concern. But, you know, we're, and I think our coaches and, and our entire state have done such a job, good job of putting player safety first. And I'm confident that we'll continue to do that and we'll do everything we can to, to make sure those kids are safe heading into that, uh, you know, upcoming season in the fall. And we're going to get to a break. And you have to listen because we're talking to two guys, two, two Stevens Point guys, UW-Stevens Point, two, <laughs> two on the same phone call. Man, one of us doesn't belong. I don't know who it is, but I'll tell you that. <laughs> he is uh, head football coach Kimberly. He's Steve Jones. We're going to talk to him about 
little bit about the the lead, servant leadership side of what he does with this program and these kids in the school, and is he going to be able to continue that uh, now that they're not playing football, but are these kids still fully engaged in that part of what his one of his uh, his his mission statements, one of the core beliefs that Steve Jones has, and that is with servant leadership. And we'll continue our conversation with Coach Jones on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my Co-host is Athletic Director at Muskego, Ryan McMillan. And our special guest for the, one more segment is Steve Jones, head football coach at Kimberly. Hey, Steve, before we get into the, the servant leadership side of this, you know, when you play football at Kimberly, and, and I we had you on a, a number of years ago when you guys were going through a, the, the biggest winning streak in, 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 the, you know, in, the, in the country at that point, and, and you said, look, we don't really talk about it. We don't really focus in. We just go game to game. Um, when you play at Kimberly, you expect, you know, you don't ex- you don't hope to win. You expect to win because that's kind of what you've developed there. And then you expect to go deep into the playoffs with a chance to get to Camp Randall. This year, you're going to play seven games. And how do you sell kids that, look, the, the, the goal right now is to win this conference because that's, that's what's ahead of us. And that's the best and the, the biggest goal that we can set for ourselves. Is that a tough sell for you? You know, I think in some capacity, obviously, I, I would love to, to have a playoffs and, and have a state championship. I think, I think those things are important for end goals. There's no doubt about it. But you know, I think what this whole pandemic has done is it has you know, shifted a lot of people's perspectives. And, uh, you know, what used to maybe be the grind is now a gift, right? What used to be obligations are now opportunities. So, you know, I think our kids now, because it's been taken away, are just going to be so darn excited to be able to play. And, you know, I, I just I, I anticipate them being excited to practice and being excited to do the things that maybe they used to moan and groan about a little bit as being a high schooler like, like everybody used to do. Um, I think when, when you go through a tough time like this, it, it really shifts your perspective. And uh, as I said, those things that were sometimes viewed as obligations, I think are going to be opportunities. And I think all seven of those games are going to be a tremendous opportunity for those kids to compete and be together and, and play a great game. Hey, Ryan, you know, you and I have never talked actually about that, but that's very similar to Muskego now, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't put on the uniform and hope to win. You're now expected to win. And, and if we had coach Krause on, if I asked him that same question, what do you think his answer would be? I think, and I've already heard it from our, our staff and our program as they've been um, working through some things and they had a meeting in our, our big uh, performing arts center with every single student there, socially distanced, of course. Um, but it was being grateful for the opportunity. We have an opportunity. The opportunity might be a little bit less than what we may have had in the past or, or less time or or less um, reps or whatever it might be, games as you keep looking down the road and, and just be thankful for the opportunity 
and make the most of the opportunity and, and work through it, work through it together, and let's enjoy every second that we possibly have together. And I think that's really where their, their mindset and focus is at. And if uh, if we got the continuity and we got the culture, the uh, the wins and losses will take care of themselves. Yeah, that's you know that's a really good attitude to to have. It's it's those seniors for me that have been you know through the war as a freshman or even seventh eighth grade watching these guys play, get up to the Colts or get up to the Camp Randall and be part of that, and now being able to say, hey, look, I need to shift the way I feel about this whole thing. Uh, one other question, uh, Coach Jones, the kids that are that have a chance to play at the next level. You know, whether it's Division One, Two, or Three in college, what does this do to their psyche as far as the recruiting and and getting a chance to to play at that next level? Are are they are they just looking at it like, hey, this is everybody in the state we're we're close to being in the same boat, whether they're playing a, a, a an adjusted fall schedule or a spring schedule? I, I feel bad for those guys. There's no doubt, and you know, uncertainty is a killer right now for everybody, not just athletes. And, you know, if you look at the big, <laughs> big uh, scheme of things, you know, that uncertainty is really hard on people. And, um, you know, I, I feel for all our seniors, I, I feel for our, our players going through the recruiting process. I feel uh, terrible for those kids that are kind of on the borderline a little bit uh, on being able to play in college and having a chance to prove that because they also didn't have the opportunity to go to those camps, which are so important in the recruiting process right now. Um, but again, those are uncontrollables, and um, you know we continue to tell our kids that we got to be able to, uh, you know, focus on the things we can control right now. And, and right now, we got to be really, really good in the classroom, and we got to take care of the things that are important in the recruiting process that we can control. And uh, there's no doubt that it makes things harder. And uh, we got to make sure we're there to support our kids and allow our kids to vent and express their feelings about the um, the things they can't control, but we got to remind them to continue to focus on the things they can't control. You know, what's pretty cool that the WFCA is doing, and I know you're a big part of WFCA, uh, Coach Jones, that October 24th for the kids that are playing in the spring, uh, they're going to be doing uh, a combine over at uh, Next Level in Waukesha. And you can go on the WFCA website at uh, wifca.org to get more information on this combine October 24th at Next Level. Uh, and we'll continue to, to promote that combine, you know, throughout this show and throughout every show leading up to that, because we are uh, big fans of, of the guys at the WFCA and what they do and, and how they go about their deal. And if you've not been involved or seen one of the combines that they've done past years with Next Level over at Sussex Hamilton High School, they run those things really, really well. And if you're playing in the spring, you're going to want to get a chance um, to come down to that, or go over to Waukesha to next level and be involved in that. And again, that's October 24th. Um, Coach Jones, with the servant leadership thing that that we have had this discussion on this show with you a number of times, that's so important to you, your staff, your community, and school. Um, are you able to, to carry that over and have these kids still fully invested in that side of what you do, even though you're not going to play until spring? Yeah, the leadership development is, is still a, a huge piece and, and has been during, you know, this whole pandemic uh, because, I, you know, this is a huge leadership experiment right now. And it's a, a big test for our kids and, and our coaching staff to, you know, be disappointed in in a decision and, and how do you move forward with it, you know. And 
uh, make sure that you're not sitting around, you know, blaming and complaining, but, but again, looking for ways that we can continue to grow. So, as I said, I think our top priority right now as a coaching staff is to make sure our kids are engaged. Uh, so one way that we're going to keep them engaged in, in, in serving leadership is, is helping our youth uh, program. So since we can't play, the ripple effect goes down to our youth program as well. So that they can't play, our, our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders cannot play. So what we've done is we've put together a couple of days a week where our, our high schoolers are going to, um, you know, again, socially distance with masks and all those things with, with our guidelines, but they're going to put some uh, our kids through some drills um, and offensive and defensive drills, give them some fundamental stuff to work on, and then we're going to play some uh, flag football, and our high schoolers are going to be the, uh, the head coaches of those teams, and I think that, again, will be a great opportunity for our kids to get back. I think it will be a win-win. Our 6th and 7th and 8th graders will – We'll love having a high school football player as their flag football coach. Um, so that's just one way that we're going to keep, again, our kids engaged and give them a chance to work on their leadership skills and give back to our community. Boy, that's awesome. That's a really good idea. And I, I commend you and, and uh, those players that are willing to, to do that and coach up. And as you guys both know, those kids that are that age, you know, they come to the games on Friday night and watch the, the varsity team play and they go home and they sleep in their jersey and they, they dream about, you know, being at that level. And, and and kids even younger than that, Steve, they think of those guys as like the Green Bay Packers. You know, they see them in the community and they're just like in awe of these kids. And, and the fact that those kids are willing to, to, to give back and, and, and make sure that those young kids stay engaged and, and want to play in a, you know, even if it's not hitting, if, if, if they're, you know, playing football, you know, that's what they want to do. So I, I really commend you and your staff for that. And I think that's a really, really good idea. And the fact that the WFCA, again, is doing that that combine October 24th and thinking about some of these kids at all these different levels that, you know, want to be able to show what they can do. One thing I never can understand, guys, and maybe you can help me with this, they always have the big boys go at 8 o'clock. The, you know, the big offensive linemen, defensive linemen, you know, the registration starts at 8, warm-ups at 8.45, and they let those pretty boys, the quarterbacks, come in at 2.30. So they need they get a little extra sleep. The the, the pretty boys, the wide receivers come in at, at 1. Why well, They should switch that up. And, Jones, you've got a lot of pull with the WFCA. You should tell them that they, they should let the big boys sleep in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I guess I've never really thought too much about it. Maybe they're just so important that they go first. And yeah. oh, uh, you know, we always tell our guys that the uh, O-line, D-line guys are, are the most important players on our team. Um, so maybe that that's the philosophy is allow them to go first. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe the quarterbacks and wide receivers. And I think, McMillan, you're a running back. Those running backs, they need that extra time to get their hair just perfect. I don't know how that works. I, I have no yeah, idea what that good. Coach, you got to look Jones, good. To Coach Jones taught me at UW Stevens Point. You got to look good. If you look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. <laughs> Man, I got a feeling he didn't teach you that. That's what I'm thinking, but I think you're kidding me on that. But Coach Jones, thank you. And again, what we started with, uh, understand the amount of people that down in this neck of the woods that, that, that care for you a lot and are praying for you and your family and, and the pain that you guys are going through. And, and if there's anything we can ever do for you down here, Coach Jones, please ask and we will, we will get it done. Yeah, again, that, that means uh, a lot to me, Mike, and I appreciate you guys having me on and, and being able to talk a little football. It, uh, it did uh, brighten my day here this morning. I was, I was to be honest with you, I was struggling a little bit this morning not being able to go in and watch film. Uh, but it is it is fun to get back on the phone with you guys and 
And uh, Coach McMillan, if you guys, um, you know, if you need a, a ball boy or a water boy uh, on a Friday <laughs> night, you got my cell phone number, so give me a call. You're hired. You're <laughs> hired. He's going to pay you the same amount he pays me, which is nothing. Hey, and if you need, look, if you want to go back and grab some old McMillan tapes from back at Wanakee or Stevens Point, if you got to break down some film, let me know. I'll come up and watch a few of those with you. That sounds like a plan. You got it. He's Steve Jones, head football coach at Kimberly. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Pat Miles. He is the commissioner of the Southern Lakes Conference and a referee, football referee. So he's, he wears two hats. We'll ask him a little bit about both of those on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGill. Mike McGiver, my co-host is Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. Ryan, uh, Steve Jones is just one of the best in the state, and he's just a good man, and love having him on our show. Yeah, no doubt. It was uh, it was so refreshing uh, hearing him speak and talking about what him and his staff are providing in terms of leadership to these young kids and, and working their tails off to find a way. Uh, to keep these kids connected so that they're not going out and uh, engaging in some of those at-risk behaviors that, that adolescents tend to do at times and and uh, trying to keep them moving forward and keep them safe and healthy and, and connected in the mental, uh, social, emotional learning you heard him talk about, which he's uh, you know very concerned about, and that's why I believe that drives his, his want to connect kids. And it, it was awesome to hear him talk about kids basically having to, to organize and go play on their own. And um, you, you don't see a whole lot of that nowadays. And it's, you know, when he talked about going back to as he was a kid or we were kids, and um, I just think that's great. I think that's great for the leadership, the the authentic or, or organic leadership development in young kids. And uh, I give them credit. Nice job, uh, Kimberly community. And, and uh, hopefully it all works out and they can get the kids to the spring and get playing again. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. Our next guest, and we have him on the line. He is. Uh, we're going to keep him over for this segment and part of next segment because he wears a couple of hats. He is a referee. He's also the commissioner of the Southern Lakes Conference. He's Pat Miles. Patrick, how you been? I've been great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing really well. Hey, let's start with put your referee hat on and right. uh, talk a little bit about you know what what you you guys are normally working. You know, you're, you guys are working every Friday night, and some guys are working Thursday, and maybe some some weekend with uh, some youth football, and you with college. Um, what's this time of year? You haven't been home this time of year on a Saturday in a long time, or a Friday night for that matter. No, I get to cut the grass today, and um, Look at that. that doesn't happen in September. My wife Carla does it uh, a lot as well, but uh, yeah, I get to do that today. So, um, yeah, kind of different. Uh, yeah, this time we'd be in. Uh, we would have had at least uh, two high school, uh, one scrimmage, two high school non-conference games, a conference game. Uh, so we would have been well into the season. Uh, college, the same thing. Would have uh, had all our rules meetings and and everything else, and and meeting with the colleges and the players and coaches and all of that would have been done by now, and we would have been full bore into the season. And it's. Uh, 
just not happening. Just not happening right now. Our first high school game, uh, because of all the delays, but then also because of some teams canceling and the changes that the WIAA made to the start point of the season, our first game is going to be October 2nd. And um, so, yeah, it's just a, just a lot of changes. And look, financially, you guys don't make a ton of money at doing high school games, but as a college rep, there's, there. I mean, I would think at the end of the year, you know, you, you've made a little, you know, some extra money, and that that's certainly a hardship for you too, a little bit. I would think. Are you able to keep the the same crew together? Are you going to be struggling um, once the season starts, and then trying to get back and do something in the spring? Are you going to have a hard time keeping guys? Uh, no, we should be pretty good. I'm very, very fortunate in that uh, the gentlemen that are on my high school crew are also on my college crew. Um, and that's just the college crew um, were overseen by the MFOA, uh, which is the association that Bill Carollo had started years ago and um, for Division Three, And uh, they had assigned me, uh, they assigned your crew and everything. And I was just fortunate that some of those guys on that crew are now on my high school crew. And uh, with uh, the exception of one gentleman who has his own college crew. So, um, so yeah, we've just been very, very fortunate. But, yeah, everybody should be good to go in the spring. And um, college, we don't know yet. Um, you know, we're told that there's going to be football in the spring. We're told it could be approximately six games or so. But there is no guarantee to that yet. So, uh, right now, we're just going to work on our on our high school schedule and then uh, see what spring brings. Man, I you know the spring makes me a little nervous um, because of you know just if if guys want to do it then and if they're doing some other sports that are coming up or they're just getting out of basketball if they're going to want to do it because a lot of Pat um, a lot of guys do uh, multiple sports that are referees right they'll they'll umpire in baseball and they'll referee in basketball and referee in football is that a concern for you oh absolutely uh, there's going to be guys that yes are going to be doing the spring sports um, there's definitely concern there uh, some of the other things that the schools have to deal with is use of facilities I mean um, normally in the spring you don't have a football game going on you may have soccer going on and uh, so now you have to make all of that work and you know adjust your schedules and everything and um, one thing that will be nice um, I've had my share of um, 30 degree or 40 degree. My coldest high school game was 30 below wind chill. Um, <laughs> I don't think we'll see that in the spring, so that's okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, there are guys that, that work multiple sports, and they're going to have to make that decision as to which one they're going to go with. Again, with myself, uh, I don't have that with the guys on my crew, and so um, I'll be good to go, but I know there's other crews out there that are going to have to make that decision. Hey Ryan, your uh, your fear is the AD at Muskego for those schools that are playing in the spring. Um, I would assume that look, we we've had discussions the past ten years that you know as these referees get a little bit older and decide to retire, there's not a lot of young guys that are capable or even doing it right now that are in the pipeline. And I think the concern is, are we going to have you know, are we, are we going to have crews that are short a guy and are they going to have to adjust or are we going to try to have younger guys that might not be prepared for the varsity um, level to have to kind of giddy them up a little bit to get them ready? Oh, there's no doubt. We, uh, 
I can tell you at Muskego, we've been banging that drum for probably four or five months now. Um, back in the spring, we encouraged all of our coaches to go get certified as officials. One, just to know the rules better. But two, if we get in a pinch where we don't have officials, you know, maybe the, for the JV game in particular, a varsity coach or a freshman coach could come over and, and officiate that game um, and allow the game to still happen to protect that opportunity for kids. And and so we've been we've been working on it at all levels. We we encourage uh, young high school kids to get involved, and we've had some uh, kids officiate softball and baseball games in the spring. You know, up to the JV level, I believe is the highest uh, their certification will allow them to go. And uh, just this past week, we have a group of teachers that are starting to organize. They all have past football backgrounds, and I think the five of them are going to get together, get certified and try and get out on the field to help our system and our school at least be able to get the JV and freshman games off the ground and, and be right on campus on site when we're hosting and and help us move forward. So I give those guys a lot of credit. I hope they can pull it off, and, and I'm rooting for them, and I'll help them any way I can. No doubt. Hey, Pat, we're going to get to a break, and if it's okay, I'd like to hold you over for a couple of minutes in the next segment, talk a little bit about Southern Lakes Conference and your feeling when you finally heard that, you know, late Geneva Badger was in. Because I, I know that Coach Hensler was jumping up and down. And I'm wondering <laughs> your feeling on that 4-3 to three vote. And certainly made your job a little bit easier, that's for sure. He's Pat Miles. He's a football referee and he's a friend of mine. Talk to him about that on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.